Life in Transition, episode number one, Anxiety to Peace, how to transition from chronic fear of not being enough to being okay. What's happening to me? Why can't I get out of bed? What will I tell my boss, my coworkers, my three very active teenagers? Those were the thoughts running through my brain one morning in April of 2020. I was lying in bed for the 10th day in a row. I was aching so badly, I felt like the muscles were falling off my bones. All anyone could talk about online or in the news was the spread of COVID-19. But what I was experiencing wasn't COVID. After a long list of tests and doctor visits, speaking with many specialists, and after taking eight weeks off from work, I would learn that chronic fatigue syndrome was keeping me bedridden. And it was a direct result from my lifelong addiction to activity and overachieving, which created constant anxiety in my life. But here's the good news. Lying in bed sick for eight weeks gave me an opportunity like no other. It gave me a chance to slow down, refocus, and make a major and masterful transition in my own life. A transition that would make me a better father, a better leader, and best of all, a better human being to myself. I'm Art Blanchford, and this is Life in Transition, a podcast about making the most of the changes we're given. As a married father of three teenagers, a longtime global business executive and adventurer, I've been through hundreds of transitions in my life. Many have been difficult, but all have led to a depth and richness I could never have imagined. You'll get to hear all about them on this podcast so that together, we can create more love and joy in our lives, no matter what transitions we are going through. Welcome to the first ever episode of Life in Transition. I am so excited and grateful to be here with you today. We're going to talk about all kinds of life transitions on this podcast. And you can expect me, your host, Arthur Blanchford, to share a lot of stories, mistakes, and lessons I've learned through my adventures, career, relationships, and spiritual life. And who knows, you may even hear from guests and experts about how they have handled the big changes in their lives as well. But before we go any further, I want to explain a little more about who I am and why I started this podcast. You heard a little bit about that already, but there's more you should know because it's related to the transition we're going to talk about today. For most of my adult life, I have been a relentless overachiever, working my way up the corporate ladder from one achievement to the next. As a senior business executive, I flew multiple times a month from my home in Tennessee to lead our businesses in China, Korea, North America, and to our head office in Sweden. I had a successful marriage, had three happy children and a comfortable home. I attended church and meditated regularly. 
I became an endurance athlete competing in triathlons and ultra marathons. I was doing everything I thought the world expected of me. And it paid off, or so I thought at the time. When I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and my body started shutting down, I had to take a hard look at the way I'd been living the last 30 years. I realized that I was in a constant state of unrest. I was anxious all the time. Sometimes it was acute and sometimes it was very subtle. But it was there all the time. Underlying this anxiety was fear. Fear that I am not enough at my job, for my family, or for God. I managed this fear by controlling things, which meant performing well for others so that I would be loved. As a senior HR officer of a public company said to me recently, I was, quote, one of those insecure overachievers. He was right. I was a people pleaser who worked hard to keep everybody happy and carried the burden of the company on my shoulders. If you can relate to this fear of not being enough, know this, there is another way. You don't have to live in this constant state of anxiety. You can transition to peace. I'm learning how to do that now, and I want to share that with you. In fact, that's the theme we're going to explore in today's episode, how to transition from anxiety to peace. When you're facing any kind of change, getting married, getting divorced, taking a new leadership role, having kids, or incorporating a new fitness routine in your life, one of the most difficult parts is the anxiety that comes with it. In fact, maybe you're facing a big change right now, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your body tightens as you think about all that you have going on in your life. Maybe you feel a tightness in the pit of your stomach or overwhelming worry clouds fill your thoughts. First of all, know that this is normal. There is nothing wrong with you. It is a natural human response to change. But there are several ways to alleviate this anxiety so you feel calmer focused, and open to possibility. Today, I'm going to share three practices that have helped me transition from a state of anxiety to one of peace. The first practice is called surrendering to the moment. This means surrendering whatever control you think you have in a given moment or letting go of the plans you think are best. If you're a person of faith like me, you may also call it letting go and letting God. What does surrendering to the moment look like? Well, first of all, it's not a one-time action. I call it a practice because it's something you have to practice daily. Here's a small story to illustrate. The other morning, I was headed out for a run, as I do most mornings now that my body is healing. I had a plan. I was going to run for an hour and 15 minutes. I was going to wear my light running gloves because it was 35 degrees. And I had Richard Rohr's audiobook, The Universal Christ, queued up and ready to go on my iPhone. 
I headed out of my subdivision the way that I usually go, and I immediately noticed that my hands were cold because the air was more damp and the wind was stronger than I expected. But I ignored it, saying to myself, "Eh, it's okay, I've been here before. I was about to turn left per my plan when I caught a glimpse of a beautiful sunrise to my right, and I felt this inspiration to go see it. I felt like God was inviting me to put my big plan aside and go enjoy this moment. So I did that. I took a different loop and enjoyed the sunrise as I ran up the hill so I could catch the full sunrise. But once I got to the top, the sun was already shining above the horizon. I was too late. Now, I could have felt annoyed and disappointed about changing my plans only to miss the sunrise. But instead, I again practiced surrendering the moment. Surrendering to the moment. What does the moment want from me now? By doing so, I noticed three things. One, my hands were really cold by now. Two, I had to go to the bathroom. If you're a runner, you know that both of these things can make a long run quite uncomfortable. And the third thing I noticed was that the loop I ran to catch the sunrise brought me really close to my house. Because of that, I was able to make a quick stop, use the bathroom, and grab a warmer pair of gloves and return to my run. So maybe the sunrise was only the invitation to come back and freshen up and get some warmer gloves. You never know. That story illustrates that beautiful things can happen when you stop holding so tightly to your plans and surrender to the present moment. It allows you to hear that still, small voice inside that may be leading you to something different and better than what your logical mind initially had planned. As Richard Rohr says, things don't have to be perfect to be full of wonder. As you practice surrendering to the moment, you begin transitioning from anxiety to peace. Letting go of thinking it has to be a certain way and letting go of the outcome will reduce your anxiety significantly. On to the second practice, which is doing emotional check-ins on a regular basis. This involves taking a moment and asking yourself a few questions. What am I feeling right now? Where am I feeling that in my body? Or what part of me is feeling that? And finally, what does that part of me or that emotion want to tell me? What does it want to say? Then you answer these questions in a physical journal or an audio journal. Sometimes I have a full conversation with that part of me. If you do this on a regular basis, you'll start to see patterns and a greater awareness of what you need. As Elizabeth Gilbert says in her wonderful book, Big Magic, you get to choose which part of you is driving the bus of your life. Every part of you, your fear, your inner critics, your creativity, your determination, they're all on the bus with you. While you want to listen to and acknowledge all of these parts of yourself, you need to make it very clear 
who's a passenger, and who's driving. When I do these emotional check-ins, I often need to remind my inner critics that they may be along for the ride, but they are not the one driving the bus. Yes, they have a voice, but they do not have a vote. Now, for the third practice in transitioning from anxiety to peace. Caring for your needs. In her book, Widen the Window, Training Your Brain and Body to Thrive During Stress and Recover from Trauma, Dr. Elizabeth Stanley talks about five foundational ways to manage daily stress. They are, first, sleep. Make sure you get at least seven or eight hours of good quality sleep every night. Second, nutrition. Eating lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and not so much else. Third, getting regular exercise. Fourth, mindfulness and reflection. Doing mindfulness meditation or the journaling I just talked about would fit under this one. And finally, fifth, is the foundation of social connections. Over the last year, I've leaned a lot on my close friends. In the darkest hours of my struggle, I felt so discouraged and depressed that it felt like I would feel that way forever. I forced myself to reach out to friends and talk to them openly about what was going on. And after with meeting with three or four friends over a few days, I felt worlds better. I still call them whenever I'm struggling and need support or connection. And they do the same for me. This was a big aha for me because I didn't think social connections were so important before when I was busy accomplishing. But relationships are critical. Dr. Elizabeth Stanley shares a lot of interesting research in her book about how meeting these basic needs will help you become more resilient in the face of stress. It makes sense because when you're taking care of yourself, you feel less stressed and you make better choices. I know that when I don't take care of myself, my stress skyrockets. But caring for these needs takes practice. A trick that helped me prioritize self-care is creating a system that's automated. The simpler and easier, the better. Here are a few ideas to get you started. If you're trying to get more sleep, set a reminder on your phone to prepare for bed 30 minutes before bedtime. If meditation never seems to happen, make it more doable with a simple two-minute meditation. You can always commit to longer meditations after you've built the consistent habit. To journal, try leaving a five-minute voice memo in your phone instead of sitting down to write. I often do this because I'm more consistent doing it this way, and consistency is more important than the modality. If you're struggling to fit exercise into your day, try working out first thing in the morning. It doesn't have to be much. It could be just doing some push-ups and sit-ups right before you get in the shower or a five or 10-minute walk before starting work. As James Clear says in his book, Atomic Habits, tie it to something else you're doing every day anyway, and this will increase your chances of actually completing it. So going back to meditation, if you say, okay, 
I'm going to meditate two minutes right after I brush my teeth in the morning. And that will give you a better chance of doing it. Okay, we've covered a lot of ground here. So before we wrap things up, I want to summarize what we've talked about. First, it's natural to feel anxious, especially when you're going through change, big or small. Three practices that will help you make the change from a place of anxiety to a place of peace are surrendering to the moment, checking in with your emotions, and caring for your five basic needs, which are sleep, nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, and social connections. I hope you found all that helpful. I know that even one small step toward incorporating these practices in your life will go a long way. Be patient with yourself and know that I'm learning and practicing right along with you. I hope that you're as excited as I am to explore all of life's transitions and how to make the most of them, even the difficult ones. Before I go, I want to leave you with some thought-provoking questions to help you digest what you've learned and incorporate it into your life. What resonated with you most in this podcast? What's one thing you can better sense from that small, still voice inside you? What do you sense is the most important self-care activity for you right now? From those reflections, what can you start doing today, today, that will move you along the transition from anxiety to peace? Take a minute and write that down. Jot it in your phone list, a reminder, or email or text yourself, or write it on a piece of paper. What's that one thing you will do today to start making a difference for yourself? Connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know. Let a close friend know too. I bet it would be a huge encouragement to them as well. Thanks so much for joining me today. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And it would mean a lot to me if you would share this episode with a friend. If you want to learn more about the books I mentioned in this podcast, check out the show notes at lifeintransition.com. I'm Art Blanchford, and I'll see you next time on Life in Transition. Life in Transition is co-written and produced by Laura Boach. If you want to learn more about me and what I'm doing when I'm not podcasting, please visit me at artblanchford.com. Life in Transition is a production of Great Feeling Studio. Oh. <laughs>